1: Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch.
0: This is the podcast where we watch movies that are available on streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene.
1: Yep. You can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to give us a review and message message us with any movie suggestions you might have. Um, you can actually uh, message us at breakdownfromthecouch at gmail.com. Yep. So today we're continuing on with our month dedicated to uh, Stephen King books that have become movies. Yep. And we're going to change it up a little bit with Stand By Me.
0: Yeah. Not so scary. Not so suspenseful. No. But still good.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, So do you have the synopsis for the movie?
0: I do. Um, As per usual, Internet Movie Database has provided this one. So, after the death of one of his friends, a writer recounts his childhood journey with his friends to find the body of a missing boy.
1: I mean, I guess that's what
0: I'd want to do on a Saturday.
1: Let's go look for a dead body. Yeah,
0: why not? One of your friends comes to you. Hey, I found a dead body by the railroad tracks. <laughs> yeah. It was knocked right out of its shoes. Yes. Uh, no, you are you go look. I'm, I'm good, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, are you ready to get going? Yep. All right. So we open up with uh, Richard Dreyfus, and he's playing the adult version of... Oh. Uh, yeah, Gordy Lachance. That's who
0: that was. Yeah. <laughs> the voice sounded familiar, but I I didn't ask if that was Richard Dreyfus or not.
1: Yeah. So he's sitting in a in a car and he's looking sad and they pan down to a uh, newspaper with um the headline that says Attorney uh Chris Chambers Yeah um
0: fatally stabbed in a restaurant.
1: Yeah. And so um from there he's you know, he's kind of looking out the window of the car and these two youngish boys uh, ride past him. And he goes into this voiceover about how the first time he saw a dead body, he was 12 going on 13.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) love that little kid expression. I'm I'm so many years going on this many years. Like, well, yeah, you're always... Yeah, exactly. One age going on another.
1: (laughs) Right. And so he mentions, you know, that... I can't remember the year. It was like 1950-something.
0: I thought he said 59. I
1: think so. But he was talking about how, you know, at that point, he was living in Castle Rock, Oregon, which was a really small town. Yep. And um, how there was only like 1,200 people. But to him, it felt like the whole world. Yeah. So he had bought some magazines uh, from the store or whatever, and he headed off to, you know, go find his other friends. Right.
0: And I kind of like this... This is kind of something, I guess it's just a small side thing, but it's it's kind of well known, I guess, that Stephen King uses Castle Rock as the setting for all of his stories. Not all I of guess them, the,
1: but a lot of them.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess the state is different every time.
1: Right. Because we
0: watched Needful Things the other night, and it's Castle Rock, Maine.
1: Right. Uh, that's just it. A lot of the times, they it is Castle Rock, Maine. Uh, this... To my knowledge, I think this is the only time they ever use Castle Rock Oregon. Yeah. So I but. don't know. So um yeah, so we see him get to their uh their tree house. Right. And he does like the secret knock. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh God.
0: Very secret. Yeah. And so we're
1: introduced <laughs> to his other friends. So mm-hmm. we've got Chris Chambers and we've got um Teddy
0: Uh, Beauchamp, or... I don't know. I think
1: it's LeChamp. Yeah. Because he talks about how he's French.
0: Oh, that's right. That's Corey Feldman's character. Oh,
1: Teddy Duchamp. Okay. And so, uh, you know, they're playing... The two of them are playing a game of cards. I don't know what the hell they're playing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea.
1: But Chris Chambers is, you know, smoking a cigarette. He's like 12 or 13. Right? And so is
0: Corey Feldman the, the, the... um, any, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Teddy.
1: And so, um, Gordy's kind of giving us the rundown of, you know, the two guys there. Yeah. Pretty much Chris Chambers is from a bad family. Everybody knows that, you know, he's from a bad family. Right. And that, you know, Chris is probably going to end up being just a troublemaker. Right.
0: And he even makes the comment that even Chris knows he's going to end up being nothing one day. Right. More or less.
1: And then for Teddy, um, pretty much his, like he's got issues with his dad. Yeah, you know, um, and that again, he's probably not going to amount to much anyway. Right. I think I think Gordy even said like, you know, he he doesn't have a chance really. Yeah.
0: Not too much a hill of beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and so that, anyway, they're going back and forth on their card game. Well, they get interrupted. Yep. And they're like, Hey, that's not the secret, um that's not the secret knock. And the you hear this one kid say, I can't ever I can't remember the secret knock, just let me <laughs> in and they're all like, It's Vern yep. just the way that they said it was pretty funny. <laughs> so they let Vern in. And, you know, Vern is just, like, overly excited. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's all
0: out of breath. He just can't wait to tell them what, you know, right. this big, you know, thing is. Yeah.
1: And he tries to tell them. And they keep interrupting him with some song. Like, he I don't really know them. what
0: the song is. I don't
1: know either. But, yeah. So, like, they keep interrupting him. And finally, he's like, you know what? Screw you guys. Right. And so, they're like, oh, fine. They're like, what's the big news? What's going on? Yeah. And he mentions, like, you know, well... You guys think, you know, if you guys lie, like you can come over for a sleepover at my house or something like that. Right. And, you know, he goes through each of the, the guys. And Chris at first is like, yeah, he's like, probably. But my dad's on a mean streak right now because he's been drinking a lot. Right. And both Gordy and Teddy, you know, are like, yeah, sure. And so finally he lets it out and he's like, well, he's like, do you guys want to go look uh, for a dead body? Yeah. And of course, all the guys are like staring at him like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) Right.
0: That would be me, too. Right.
1: And then from there, we get kind of a flashback where uh, Richard Dreyfus is narrating again. And he's talking about how about nine months before that um, uh, Vern had buried this jar of pennies and he had drawn some sort of. Uh, map or whatever like a treasure hunt map type thing problem is though is that his mom had thrown it away (laughs) so he's been under like under their porch or whatever digging for like the past nine months like all around (laughs) like you see all these like holes and stuff everywhere and so while at one point while he's under there they mentioned that there had been a kid that had gone missing after picking blueberries yep and he hadn't been found well while Vern was under there, you know, looking for this treasure. It's like, dude, it's a fucking It's thing a jar of, of pennies. Yeah, get over it. It's not I guess a,
0: it's like everything to a little kid. I but
1: guess. But anyway, so he overhears... I think it's his brother, isn't it?
0: I don't know who those... One of them has to be his brother or I'm something. I'm assuming so. But yeah, it's like his brother, I guess, and then a friend of his brother's, and they mm-hmm. come out of the house.
1: Right. And they're talking about how... They're like going back and forth on if they should report what they saw, because if they report what they see, then they're going to then the police are going to know that they were like where they weren't supposed to be and that they would have had to, you know, like um, jumpstart a car, basically steal a car because they know that they don't have cars.
0: Right. And it would have been, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. So Vern essentially over here is like, oh, yeah, they they did see like this dead body. They just don't want to report it because they don't want to get in trouble. Right. For this other thing that they did. Exactly. Yep. lot going on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, after Vern shares, you know, what he overheard, the guys get the idea. They're like. Well, first, they were kind of trying to figure out, like, how, you know, how did the body get all the way out there? Right. And what they figured out was that the kid must have been walking along the train tracks. Exactly. From where they live to this other town. And so, they were, like, uh, Teddy was mentioning how, like, he and his dad used to go fishing out there. So, that's probably what happened was, you know, yeah, the kid probably got hit by a train, right? Exactly, And so... They decide that they're going to keep the plan pretty much the same. They'll, they're all you know, going to say, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go camp out at Vern's in, the, in his field. <laughs> and that, you know, the next day that they were going to go to the races. But, of course, instead of doing that. Right. They're going to go look for this body because they're thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, if we find this body, like we're going to be heroes.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're going to pin a medal. Tell Vern, you know, they're going to pin a medal on your chest because yeah. Vern's starting to get cold feet. Because he, at first he's all excited. He's like, hey guys, you want to go see a dead body? But right. now, I guess, you know, I can kind of identify with Vern. We're both
1: Verns. Exactly. or totally the Verns and our friends' Now groups. it hits
0: him, like, what yeah. he is trying to talk his friends into doing.
1: Well, it's not really that. And he realizes that. that he
0: probably doesn't really want to go see a dead body. I
1: don't know if it's necessarily that, or he's afraid that they're just going to get in trouble well, for lying. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because that's what, yeah, that's what he's worried about. I would be
0: afraid of that, too.
1: Right. And so they, you know, kind of convince him, like, you know, yeah, but, you know, if we do that, like, you're going to be a hero and they're going to pin a medal (laughs) on you. And, you know, we'll probably be in the papers and stuff, too. (laughs) Yeah, right. So at that point, they kind of guilt trip him and they're like, oh, come on, Vern. And, you know, he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, so, yeah. So, they've they've decided, okay, yeah, we're going to go look for this body. Yeah. So, we're sort of introduced at this point to the relationship and kind of what's going on in Gordy's life. And um, he mentions that at this point, he's kind of the invisible boy in his family. And, you know, he's looking out the window and you see his mom and she's putting laundry up, but she's... You could tell she's kind of dead in the face. Yeah, she's kind of got that thousand
0: yard stare going on or whatever. And the
1: same thing with the dad. And um, Richard Dreyfus, you know, mentions that, you know, about four months ago that his brother Denny had been killed in a Jeep accident. And so at this point, his parents hadn't, you know, picked up the pieces. Right. because it had only
0: been really four months. Yeah. You know, there's still mourning and stuff. Yeah, makes sense.
1: So, he's trying to get his mom's attention. He's like, you know, hey, mom, you know, where's my canteen? And the mom's not responding back. Because, again, he's, you know, invisible pretty much. And um, his dad responds with, it's in Denny's room. Right. So, you know, he's kind of like, oh. Well, he goes into Denny's room. And, you know, he's looking around at, you know, there's pictures, obviously, of Denny in the room. And things like that. And... He flashes back to when Denny was alive. I completely forgot, by the way, that John Cusack <laughs> was even in this movie. You know, he <laughs> play, ended up playing Denny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it just shows this really sweet brother moment where. He gives uh, he gives Gordy his New York Yankees cap. Yeah. And he's like, wait, he's like, but this is your your hat. And he's like, well, he's like, it's yours now, you know, and they were talking about how like, oh, you know, they're going fishing and how many fish they're going to catch. And, you know, they give like, you know, each other a big brother hug type thing. Well, that gets interrupted by the dad, you know, this, uh, memory that he, that he's having yep. gets interrupted by his dad and he's the dad, you know, asks, you know, well, did you find it? And he's like, yeah, you know, and he, you know, is leaving the room and stuff. And he's, he, the dad's like, why can't you have friends like Denny's? Yeah. Which is like shit. This is
0: where the dad is a big jerk. Basically. Well, We
1: find out like throughout the movie that, yeah, the, the dad's kind of an asshole. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, why can't you have friends like Denny's? And he's like, what do you, you know, kind of like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, he's like, you got one friend that's a thief. And I f- can't remember what he said about the two others. I thought he
0: said a thief and two thieves. Like he's basically calling all of his friends thieves.
1: I guess.
0: Or er, I couldn't quite understand what he said. Yeah, about the other two. This is, I don't like his dad in this part, mm-hmm. which I probably. Yeah, you been you're forever not. since I've seen this movie. I know. It's probably know. been. Ten, I hate to admit it, 10 or 15 years. I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah, he's holding his son to a standard, you know. He's holding his son to his dead brother's standard. Right. Like, why can't you be more like your dead brother? Like, exactly. Well, okay. I'm sorry I can't live up to a memory of somebody yeah. who is dead. Exactly. I'll never live up to that. Right. You know.
1: But anyway, he um, Gordy, you know, tells him, he's like, you know, Chris isn't a thief, and he goes well. He's like he stole some lunch money. That makes him a thief in my eyes.
0: Yeah, was you walks know off. It's not right, but I mean, kids are stupid. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so at this point, we see Gordy. He's walking down the street, um, you know, headed off to their campout slash
0: <laughs> looking for a
1: dead body. You know, yes,
0: to so some fun fun. He, a fun summer outing. Yes.
1: So, yeah, he's walking along. And then all of a sudden you see a truck pull up and Chris jumps out of the back. Yeah. He's, he's like, hitched hey, a ride thanks. with
0: somebody.
1: Back in the day yep. when he could, you know, hitch rides. And
0: <laughs> right.
1: So they start, you know, walking down the street together. And he, you know, is like, hey, he's like, I got to show you something. So they run behind uh, this diner. And he's like, here, check it out. And he pulls out, like, this big-ass gun from his knapsack. And, of course, Gordy's all excited. He's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And he's, you know, really excited about it.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's like, where'd you get this? And he's like, you know, yeah, I swiped it from my old man's uh, bureau or whatever while he was asleep. Yeah. And um, at this point, Gordy's got it in his hands and, you know, uh He's told it's a forty-five, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I can see that. He's like, do you have any bullets for it? And he's like, yeah, you know, I swiped, you know, whatever was in there. He's like, my dad won't even notice because he'll think that he was shooting beer cans or something when he was drunk. (laughs) And so, Gordy asks, like, you know, is this thing loaded? And he's like, no, no. And then, I don't know why freaking, like, he pulls the trigger.
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's it. yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's why the
0: scene makes me nervous. I know they do exactly what children do if they Mm -hmm. ever find guns, which is why you always keep guns locked away if you own one and you have kids. (laughs) Yes.
1: That's our PSA. Yes. Uh for the for the episode.
0: And now you know. Yes. Knowing (laughs) is half the battle. Exactly.
1: G I. Joe. (laughs) All right. Anyway, So Gordy (coughs) pulls the trigger and, of course, Bullet comes out and hits one of the garbage cans. They're like, Jesus. And then they (laughs) take off running. And so while they're running, a woman from the diner comes out and she's like, who's throwing cherry bombs out here?
0: Yeah. uh, The sound of a gun going off and the sound of a firecracker going off are two very different noises. That's true. I don't. It's just a movie, you know, it's it's in the script, but it's like, yeah, if you hear the, if you hear a 45 going off, I'm not going to confuse it with a cherry bomb.
1: Right. (laughs) So we, you know, so they take off running and at this point, Gordy is pissed. Right. Right. Because he's like,
0: his friend lied to him. It's not because he could have killed somebody by accident.
1: Exactly. Or killed
0: himself. Yeah. Could have
1: ricocheted off the trash can and hit one of them and killed them. Exactly. So, you know. But Chris is telling them, he's like, look, he's like, I promise I didn't know that it was loaded. Yeah. And this is where they do their cute little pinky promise. (laughs) He's like, you know, the whole swear. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And, you know, Chris is like, pinky swear. And he holds out his pinky and then he comes up and kisses it. And, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's funny.
1: And so, you know, they're continuing on their walk. Well, they run into Ace Merrill played by Kiefer sutherland okay yeah yeah and also uh eyeball chambers which which is the older brother of chris yeah. yeah and they're giving them shit immediately oh yeah um ace ends up taking uh taking gordy's hat you know that his brother gave him and he's trying to get his hat back right and he ends up giving it to eyeball And
0: eyeball. Yeah.
1: I'm sure that's his real name. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm sure it's a nickname, but still it's dumb.
1: (laughs) It is. But, um, that's whenever, uh, Chris, you know, basically calls them assholes. Right. Well, at this point, Ace takes Chris down to the ground. Right. He's like, take it back. Yeah. And at first, Chris isn't going to. Yeah. He's not going to, but at this point, Ace picks up the lit cigarette that was on the ground and oh, is yeah. about to, you know, rub it on him. right?
0: For, trying to force him, you know, mm-hmm. take it back, take it back, take which it of back. course Chris does. Chris
1: does, and so, you know, it pretty much ends with Ace and Eyeball, who now has uh, Gordy's hat.
0: Yeah, yeah, taking that's off messed up and,
1: and leaving.
0: Which I don't think Chris realized that it was. Yeah. Um, Gordy's brother's older. Gordy's older brother's hat, right? Because he's like, you know, what's wrong with you, you know? And Gordy's like, oh, nothing, you know. Let's yeah. just keep going,
1: right? So now we've got all the boys, and they start walking down the train tracks, right. and they're trying to figure out, like, okay, if we file, if, if we follow these train tracks, about how many miles? And right. they're thinking maybe twenty to thirty miles. Well, you know, they're they start walking, and they're singing, and they're having a good time. So, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll stop off at this junkyard. And they mention, you know, right. that they might have to outrun this dog named Chopper.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Right. <laughs>
1: and then at this point, Vern, who, like I said, I'm a total Vern. He's like, <laughs> man, he's like, I'm really hungry. And, you know, they all mention, yeah, you know, we are too. Well, they figure out nobody brought the food.
0: yeah. Especially, like, I can understand them being upset at Vern mm-hmm. because his whole thing was his idea.
1: Exactly.
0: And so they start fighting amongst each other. And Vern's like, but I brought the comb. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, great. What can we do? Can we eat a comb? He's yeah. like, I brought it for you guys just in case we get pictures and stuff. Right. <laughs> and so
1: at this point... um, Gordy ends up you know kind of huddling them and they're like well let's see how much money we've got yeah and so they each start handing him (laughs) however much money they have and right um I love it, though, because poor Vern, he, he like, hands him something, and he looks kind of bummed, and yeah. he's, like, seven cents, Vern, and he's, like, I can't find, I haven't found my pennies yet.
0: Gosh, shouldn't have buried your pennies, man. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh,
1: I think the total was, like, $2.37 or yeah, something. Yeah, so which was, is nineteen
0: fifty-nine. so that probably yeah. would go a decent ways yeah, to exactly. get a bunch of kids some snacks and stuff.
1: Exactly. So, you know, he mentions, like, you know, after the junkyard, there's, you know, this one place we could stay stop off at and get something yeah well at this point they notice the train's coming so they're like train you know everybody off type of thing and so yeah they all you know get off the train tracks except for teddy
0: freaking Corey feldman i know <laughs> freaking
1: teddy so he's standing up there and he keeps talking about oh you know it's like storming the beaches of normandy except and he it's starts- not it's not <laughs> But he's, like, standing there. And at this point, the guys are telling him, like, you know, get off the tracks. Yeah. And Chris especially is, like, really pissed. Right. He's, you know, like, get off the tracks. Because it's
0: like he's got a death wish. He's like, no, you know, I'm going to, what do you call it, a train dodge. Yeah, he's He's like, I'm going to dodge it. it. Yeah, It's like, well, good luck with that because if you... Try to dodge it and you get stuck. Mm-hmm. You're gonna end up just like this kid. You're going to try to find
1: exactly. So finally, Chris just runs up there and pulls Teddy off the tracks himself. Exactly. And you know the the train goes by and you hear all the kids you know yelling at each other. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And Teddy's like, you know, I don't need a babysitter.
0: <laughs> and Chris is
1: like, well, you know, apparently, apparently, you, apparently do. you do. Yeah. And then at this point, you know, he's like, well, you know, he's like, you can dodge it on the way back. <laughs> what he tells teddy i yeah. guess to make them happy or i guess something. so
0: kind of like you know we'll get you a balloon on the way home right. sort of thing or something
1: <laughs> and so at that point you know chris tells them to skin it
0: <laughs> and this is like the <laughs> which is their like secret handshake yeah, sort of thing i guess
1: it's, it's kind of yeah they just like touch each other's hands and kind of drag their hand along yeah. the other person's hand yeah it's like, all right, whatever. So now they're cool with each It's a little other. boy thing. hmm <laughs> So we leave the boys there real quick. And yeah. And we see Ace and, <laughs> you know, his other crew or whatever. And they're playing uh, mailbox baseball.
0: Yeah, which I kind <laughs> of don't understand the rules of mailbox baseball. Because at one point, Ace is out, quote unquote. I
1: kind of wonder if it's like if you miss three mailboxes you're out and the next person is up.
0: I guess so. Yeah. So, it's, it's confusing, but it yeah, is. they're being jerks.
1: Yeah. And so the two guys that are in the back are trying to tell Ace something and they end up basically not. Right. You know, so we'll find out I'm sure later what they want to tell. Dun, Ace.
0: Dun, dun.
1: Um, and then we head back to the boys. And so they've shown up at the castle rock salvage yard. Yep. And, um, we get the voiceover from uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. And he's talking about how um, uh, the guy that runs the place has this dog named Chopper. Mm-hmm. And he had apparently taught Chopper <laughs> not just to sick a person if they, and en- you know, if they enter the salvage yard. But to sick balls, yeah, is what he has taught his dog, yeah, And so at this point, the guy, you know, the kids or whatever scale over the fence, and um uh, Teddy, yeah, um, you know, takes off running or whatever, and Vern is right behind him. And uh, oh, Chris is talking about how, you know, um, he had, I guess he had saved Teddy at some point cause they were talking yeah, about how like, crazy Teddy was and Chris is like, he's not going to make it to 20. I bet. Right,
0: And I guess I couldn't, I didn't catch it completely, but if it was in their tree house or what, but Teddy was falling out of a tree right. and Chris was able to catch him and save him.
1: Right. And so he was talking about how, you know, he still has dreams about that. But in the dreams, he ends up not being able to save him. Right. Like he, he only grabs like a couple of hairs. But, you know, Teddy still falls. Right. In the dream. And then uh, they end up, um, he and uh, Chris... Gordy and Chris end up doing, like, just this, like, little foot race type thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first, it looks like Chance is going to beat him. And, <laughs> you know, of course, yeah. Chris ends up pulling out the win in the end. Yep. And the thing I'm confused about is, okay, so that happens... And now the boys are sitting down. They're throwing rocks into an old coffee container. I'm like, aren't you guys supposed to be, like, walking right now? Right? Like, 20 exactly. to 30 miles when you're walking is a, a hefty distance. Exactly.
0: Instead, they're sitting there spitting into a can, throwing mm-hmm. rocks into a can. And even one of them is like, hey, what time is it? And yeah. Gordy looks at his watch and he's like, oh, it's a...
1: It's 1 a, o'clock. Yeah. And they're like, well, we better, you know, we should probably get going because the salvage yard opens at 3. Yeah, they,
0: they, they're running out of time fast. Yeah.
1: It's like, you know, plus you guys are supposed to stop for food.
0: Exactly. And so
1: that's just it. At this point, they're trying to figure out, well, who's going to go for food?
0: Right. Because
1: not all of them are like, no, you know, I'm going to stay here. Well, so they do. They each pull out a uh, nickel and they're like, OK, uh, odd person out has to go get the food. So they all flip it. They all get tails. It's
0: a goocher. It's a
1: goochers. Is it's what, is Vern what Vern, says, Yeah. Yeah. And so he's kind of explaining what that is. Um,
0: yeah, and he says something about um, how it was a group of friends who flipped coins for like beers or, or yeah. something. They were probably drinking all night or right. something, and they had uh, they had all flipped goochers. right? just before they totaled their car. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't think that had anything to do with it. (laughs) I think the fact that they were probably driving drunk probably had more to do with their death. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So uh, at this point, they flip again, and it turns out that Gordy is the one who now has to go get the food. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, because Gordy did a halfway flip. Yeah. That's that's probably why he ended up being the odd. Because all the other guys flipped their coins, Mm -hmm. like, with, like, you know, intent.
2: Right, right. But Gordy's
0: like halfway. He's like, all right, fine. He flips. It It does like one flip in the air and lands on his wrist. Right. Yeah, that's why you lost Gordy.
1: Exactly. So we are now with Gordy and he's uh, getting food for, you know, him and the guys.
0: Right. And
1: apparently Denny, like everybody freaking knows who Denny is. Yeah.
0: And they all all compare this kid.
1: Mm hmm. Denny to, yeah, to Gordy. Right. And he's, you know, talking about how, you know, you know, it's I'm really sorry about what happened to your brother. And he mentions that he lost a brother over in Korea. Yeah. And, you know, kind of just... Yeah, just comparing the two. Like, oh, oh yeah. you know, did anybody... Has anybody ever told you that you look like your brother? And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes. And you can tell that Gordy's not liking where this is going to go.
0: Exactly. He's like, oh, man, your brother, he sure could throw a football, mm-hmm. you know. I remember watching him at that conference game. and <clears throat> Right. <clears throat> excuse me. And he's... This guy just kind of keeps going on and on and on. He's like, so what do you do? Do you play football or no? Well,
1: real quick, before that... Gordy has a flashback to where uh, he and the family are all sitting down and uh, having dinner. Yeah. And um, the dad is talking about how, oh, you know, this is the most important game of, you know, your life. (laughs) And uh, the mom brings up some girl, you know, like, oh, are you taking Jane to, you know, taking, taking Jane out, you know, later afterwards and stuff. And the dad gets mad at the mom talking about how, oh, you know, you can't bring up. You know, talking about girls and stuff. He's he needs to be focused on the game. (laughs) Meanwhile, um, Gordy is trying to get like their attention. Like all he he wants, wants potatoes. Yeah, he just wants some mashed potatoes, and like nobody's listening to him. Yeah. And then Denny tells them he's like, you know, hey, he's like Gordy wrote a story, a short story. It was really good, and you know that got their attention. And the mom was like, oh, you know, you wrote a short story. Yeah, you know. Um, at that point, you know, the parents are just kind of talking back and forth and his brother is like, yeah, he, you know, he kind of nudges, uh, Gordy. He's like, yeah, he's like, I read it. It was really good. Right. That kind of thing. And then we go back to, you know, what's supposed to be now. And that's whenever he, uh, the guy working there asks, you know, so what do you do? Right, you know, since he doesn't play football,
0: right, and it
1: pretty much ended, you know, with that. Yeah,
0: he's like, I don't know, and he just paid for yeah. the food and left.
1: Which can we talk about how much that food was? <laughs> was so, it a
0: dollar fifty? He said, "Yeah,
1: I mean, it was a very small amount, like because the whole time the guy is cutting up, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, lunch meat and stuff like that while yeah. he's talking with Gordy, so he gets like a huge thing of lunch meat and a uh, loaf of bread." For yeah. like a dollar twenty-five or something like oh, that, yeah. or dollar fifty or whatever. Oh yeah,
0: he walked in there with two thirty-seven. He mm-hmm. still had some cash left over. Which
1: I would have been pissed. I'd be like, "Bro, get us some chips or something." Right,
0: some chips or or like they had a sign in there for Royal Crown Soda.
1: Yeah, he could something. have got a couple of
0: bottles of Royal Crown Soda or something. Right.
1: Well, so anyway, so he gets back to the junkyard with the food. And he can't find his friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, he finally finds them. They've scaled over the fence. And then at this point, you see um, the old man in charge of the salvage yard. Yep. And he sees, yeah, he sees the guy and he starts running. And at this point, you hear him say, sick him. Yeah. And. um. Gordy. Yeah. Gordy. Adult Gordy is talking about. He's like. You know, looking back, I know that he said, sick em, and But right. at the time, I heard him say, sick balls.
0: <laughs> so you yeah. see
1: Gordy, and he jumps over the fence. And you can hear the dog behind him. Well, he turns around and looks at the dog. And the dog is like a lab. I mean, it's not, you know, not really a scary dog whatsoever. Exactly.
0: And In the, fact, the dog kind of, like, gives up chasing mm-hmm. and, and, like, He gives up after a bit, like, barking at the fence, and he just kind of lays down. Well,
1: but Teddy starts (laughs) mocking the dog and, like, shaking his ass in his face, and actually the dog does get a hold of his um,
0: his shirt and kind of
1: pulls it a little bit. Yep. Well, at this point, the owner of the salvage yard shows up and tells them, you know, pretty much stop making fun of my dog. Yeah. And they start talking to him and like calling him, Teddy calls him like a fat ass. And you know, what are you going to do about it? Fat ass. Right. Which is
0: kind of a dumb idea because it's a small town. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure which we find out is true. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody.
1: Right. And he even at this point, he even says, he's like, I know you. He's like, you're Teddy do champ. He's like, yeah, your dad is, you know, in the loony bin. Yep. And at this point Teddy you know freaks out he's like you know what did you say and he's like yeah he's like your dad's a loony Yep. And he's like, and I know what happened to your ear, too. He's like, you know, he held it down, you know, and burned part of it off yeah. or whatever. It's
0: like, well, shit. Ouch. But he's still like, and this must be where he, like, gets his mm-hmm. his um, uh, obsession with military and right. stuff. Because he still, even though he did that to him, yeah. he still admires his dad because yeah. he's like a war hero or Right. Something. He's like,
1: my dad stormed the beaches in Normandy. Yeah. And, you know, he the guy basically is like, whatever. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, like, you know, I know all of you. He's like talking about Gordy and how, you know, yeah, I know your brother, you know, and,
0: um, talking about Chris and stuff, how he knows him and, he basically he threatens to call all of their dads oh. except for the loony, of course. Yeah,
1: he goes, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call all of your dads and let them know. He's like, except for you, because your dad's in the loony bin. <laughs> yeah. and at that point, freaking, uh, he was about to climb, scale the fence over yeah. and try and beat up the guy. So of course, the guys pull him off, and he just he you could tell he's emotional and he's upset and he keeps saying over and over again, you know, my dad stormed the beaches of Normandy and they're you know pulling him <laughs> off and everything so yeah
0: calm down teddy mm-hmm. let's just go
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> so yeah after they've pulled uh, teddy away yep um he's still he's crying a little bit right and you know the guys are kind of, they're trying to calm him down like look man you know, you know don't worry what that guy says. Right. He's like, he
0: doesn't know you. He doesn't know your dad. Right, you know.
1: They're like, I'm sure he didn't storm the beaches in Normandy.
0: Exactly. Which I'm sure he did. not he was definitely too old to serve. Anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and I thought it was interesting how Gordy was talking about. He's like, man, you, you hear like in the voiceover talking about how, you know, I, I don't know how how he could, you know, love and admire his dad so much. You know, when he tried to kill him, practically. But with my dad, I could, you know, give a shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. And so, you know, they kind of got him feeling a little bit better. Um, But Gordy is, you know, kind of... He's come to the realization, like, after... uh, after Teddy is talking about, oh, you know, sorry that, you know, I, I've ruined your good time and stuff. Yeah. And this is when Gordy points out, he's like, well, he's like, I'm not sure that this is supposed to be a good time. Exactly. Because it's like, yeah, you guys are looking for a dead kid's body. That's, exactly, And like he said, you know, it's not really like a party type thing. And Vern finally comes to your realization, kind of like, oh, shit, you know, if we find the body, what if he's like covered in blood and guts and
0: his right. eyeball is
1: out? He's like, I, you know, I might have nightmares. Right. And Chris is, you know, like... Trying to calm him down. Like, you know, okay, relax. Right. And he makes sure with Gordy, he's like, you know, you you sure you want to keep going? And he's like, you know, yeah, you know, let's keep going. And so, you know, you see them and they're heading off. Yeah. um, Cause at this point it's like three o'clock yeah. and it's like, yeah, we got to
0: really make, well, actually, um, the voiceover is like, we had to make time if we were going to,
1: yeah, if we were going to make it it a
0: distance, which again, I, you know how we keep talking about Vern, Mm -hmm. I'm the Vern in this situation. We
1: are the Vern. Like,
0: so Vern is, he just can't stop talking. No. He, he, he probably knows that he shouldn't be saying what he's saying because it's kind of starting to creep and gross out. Chris and some of the other kids Mm -hmm. but he just can't stop exactly (laughs) I remember as a kid kind of being being similar to that nice I probably am still that way to (laughs) this (laughs) day but
1: anyway so we go from them and we go to the bad kids the bad guys
0: and dude so this is ridiculous (laughs) at first I thought it was He was burning it onto his shoulder using, like, maybe a hot screwdriver or something. Right. He's cutting with a razor blade Mm -hmm. the word cobra and a snake. Mm -hmm. A picture of a snake into this one heavy kid's, like, his shoulder. Yeah, his
1: shoulder. And it's like, yeah, that shit's going to get infected real quick. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: Come on, guys. Like, use your heads. You
1: know, but anyway, uh, they're just, they're having guy talk. And the one guy's talking about how... You know, oh, yeah, are you still seeing so-and-so? It's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, but... This was kind of funny. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but she's only let me, you know, we've gone out a few times and she'll, she'll only let me touch her tits. Yeah. And I love it because <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland's character Ace is like, yeah, man, she's a Catholic. He's like, <laughs> if you want to get laid, you got to get with a Protestant.
0: <laughs> and that, that was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie, that
1: was funny. And then uh, because they were listening to the radio, they hear you know about um, this dead kid, you know Ray Broward or whatever, yeah. and that they've expanded the surge to include some other areas. Yeah, and the one kid that Vern had overheard talking about the dead body. Is you know still trying to pretend like he didn't know about this dead body?
0: Right, right.
1: Um You know they're they're like, oh yeah, you know they're never gonna find him.
0: Yeah, they're like thing. not where not where they're looking anyway. He, and know, the one guy's like, shut up. Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> and one one of the other guys is like, yeah, he's. They're like ten years from now. You know, a, a hunter will probably like go out there and, like, piss on his bones type of thing. Like yeah, that's a, a
0: that's a gross image, man. hmm
1: And then they start playing lollipop on the radio, and... Yeah. <laughs> we go back to the kids, and they're dancing along to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the kids are bebop to the lollipop <laughs> song, at least uh, Vern and... Ta- uh, and the, <laughs> a
0: couple of goobers up yeah. there. They're doing the moves, and then they do the finger in their uh, cheek to make yeah. the, the pop sound.
1: And then behind them are Chris and Gordy. They're having a more serious conversation. Yeah. Um, pretty much, you know, uh, Chris is worried about, you know, that Gordy's, you know, probably not going to be friends with the other three of them. Right. Um, now that they're going to be in middle school. Right. And, you know, of course, Gordy's like, what are you talking about? That's not, you know, that's not going to happen. And he's like, look, man, he's like, you're going to be in like all the,
0: mm-hmm. the,
1: you know, classes are ahead. We're going to be, like, in all the stupid classes. Right, which, you know,
0: is, is kind of true because, you know, he, he knows what Gordy isn't really kind of wanting to accept, I guess.
1: Which is that he's that smart. He's, yeah,
0: he's, he's got a... He, he calls it, like, a gift. Like, he's really yeah. good at coming up with stories and putting them down on paper. And Right. You know, he's like, you're going to go somewhere while the rest of us are going to be in shop class making ashtrays and birdhouses. Right. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong no, not at all. with learning shop and stuff. No. But what he's trying to say is don't squander what you have just yeah. to be friends with us.
1: And he also mentions, too... You know, because that's just it. Gordy at this point has no interest in writing, you know, and a big part of that is because with his brother Denny, you know, and the whole football thing.
0: Right. You know,
1: he feels like, you know, the writing thing isn't really a talent kind of thing. And Chris is, you know, pretty much putting him in his place. Right. And (laughs) he even tells him, he's like, look, he's like, you know, let pretty much let's be real. He's like... Your brother, Denny, was the only one that cared.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He's like, if your parents don't care enough to, you know, show you what you, you know, should be doing, then I guess I'll have to. Exactly.
1: And so, I mean, that was pretty much the conversation. Yeah. And it was, you know, Chris trying to get, you know, Gordy to understand, like, you know, it's First of all, it's okay that you're not your brother. Right. And then second of all, you do have this talent and yeah. that, you know, you shouldn't squander it.
0: Which is kind of like Chris is actually the better friend out of this whole oh, group. yeah. Because he is like a troublemaker and he's, you know, it's... Mostly because he's probably got a bad home life right, and stuff.
2: Right, right. He
0: is a troublemaker. He's a thief. He's, you know, all the, mm-hmm. you know, bad stuff you don't want your friend, your kids to be friends with. Right. But he's actually got a decent, you know, heart in him. He does. He's a good friend. He's looking out for Gordon. He mm-hmm. just wants what's best for him.
1: Right. So this is where we get the train scene. Yep. So... They approach this bridge. The problem is, is there's literally nowhere for you to go exactly. if the train shows up. Like,
0: the bridge is, like, 100 feet or more, actually, right. up off the water.
1: Exactly. And, and So, yeah. um, they have no idea, like, when the last train was or anything. Um, at first, they, they were talking about how, oh, yeah, we can go this other way, but... The problem is, is it would have taken them even longer. So kids being kids, well, let's just do this anyway. Yeah. So first thing Gordy does is he feels the tracks, you know, to see if he can feel any vibration. Right. And he doesn't. So it's like, all right. You know, so they start walking and um, uh, let's see, Chris and Teddy are far enough up. And then you've got poor Vern, which I feel like this would be me.
0: Yeah. So he's pretty there. much
1: crawling on the tracks. He's, like, right. not even walking. Right. So he's crawling, and at one point, his poor comb falls out of his pocket, and you see it hit the water. <laughs> and he's like, my comb. And
0: Yeah, don't and, worry about your comb, man. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much what Gordy says. Well. At this point, Gordy again feels the tracks. This time, though, there's vibration. And sure enough, there's a train coming. Yep. It's like, oh, shit. So he screams out, train, you know, to <laughs> let the other guys know. So at that point, Teddy and uh, Chris, you know, take off running. And Gordy is like literally having to pick up.
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Having to pick up Vern and like trying to push him to run. Across the tracks But
1: like at first He's not getting up
0: No He's only, like laying down It's like no The train's not gonna run <laughs> No Roll over you And no, you'll be fine No like, it's like you need to you Like go You will killed
1: Yeah <laughs> So at this point, finally, he's able to get Vern up and they start running. Yep. Um, Chris and uh, Teddy are able to make it to a point where they can get off on the side. Right. And of course, they're screaming for their friends, you know, run, run. And you can see like their faces. And of course, they're (laughs) terrified. And they get to a part where they basically throw themselves over the side. Yeah. Which I know my luck Okay, so the train goes by, and, of course, at that point, Chris and uh, Teddy run over to, you know, find their friends. And I know my ass would have hit my head on one of right, those cause rocks. Right, because there's a
0: lot of big rocks down yeah. there. Like, a lot of big mm-hmm. rocks down there.
1: Right, and so...
0: And once you're rolling down a hill, like... Yeah. You can't stop yourself. It,
1: that's true, too. Um... So, yeah, but, of course, it turns out that they're fine because it's a movie. Yeah, but Oh, yeah, of course. In reality, I, I'm i sure it would have cracked my head yeah. on one of those rocks.
0: It would have been bad, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, at this point, it's night, and, you know, the kids are around the campfire um, doing some marshmallows, and <laughs> freaking Vern is, like, pretending like he wasn't scared, He's yeah, like, he
0: was. He's like, "Oh man, I, I was. You know, I wasn't scared. I was. I was gonna outrun that train anyway."
1: Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: and so, the uh, marshmallow ended up falling. You know, they were like, "Hey, you gotta turn it so that the marshmallow, right? You know,
0: there's a science to it, bro. it. You gotta turn the marshmallow, okay?"
1: Well, he didn't turn it. It fell off into the Ugh. into the fire.
0: He, he would was, make a terrible s'more maker. He would. I'm just saying. I know. And, <laughs> but he
1: like went in and somehow found the marshmallow, which yeah. whatever. Which I
0: wouldn't want that marshmallow anymore because <laughs> it would fall in and get it, collect all the ash and exactly. the dirt and stuff from the wood and all that. Right. Just get you another marshmallow and
1: mm-hmm. make
0: sure you get a good little turn on it. Hold it just a little bit above the flame. <laughs> There's a science to it.
1: For, yeah. For those of you who have never done it, That's I guess. right.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: But, um, (laughs) anyway, so at this point they ask Gordy, you know, hey, tell us a story. Yeah. And Vern, you know, makes a point to tell him no scary stories though, okay? You know, I don't want any (laughs) nightmares. So, um, Gordy has this story about this kid that, you know, so he's telling the story and in the story, there's this kid who everybody called Lardass and, um... It centers around this pie-eating contest. Yeah. And um, they're pretty much... He's setting it up talking about how, you know, everybody has always called him lard-ass and just, you know, been jerks to him.
0: Right. He's like, you know, he weighs... I think he said the kid weighed like 180 pounds or whatever. And he's the same age as all the rest of them. Right. And he's like, but it's not his fault. He has like a gland problem. Yeah. And this is when Vern chimes in. He's like, oh... Yeah, he's like a high boy gland. Yeah. (laughs) High boy. Yeah. And he's
1: talking about how, oh, yeah, my cousin has that. She's, you know, like 300 pounds and huge. And (laughs) I love it because Chris tells Vern at that point to shut up. Right? It's like, would you
0: be quiet, man? (laughs) So
1: Gordy continues on with this story. And pretty much it's... uh, it's fat-ass, or I'm sorry, lard-ass, right. uh, you know, <laughs> getting his revenge on right. all these people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he starts eating the pies.
0: Right. And all these people in the audience, even, like, some of the heavier people are, like, cheering, like, lard-ass, lard lard-ass. Lard ass. And uh, now Gordy's setting the story about what Happened he before. did before he went on the stage. Right.
1: So before lard-ass went onto the stage... He drank an entire bottle of castor oil, oh, and he ate gross. he ate a, a raw egg. Yeah, and so you see him, and Gordy mentions that in the story that he's like on his fifth pie. Right. So, which is, yeah, yeah, that in itself would make me sick. Oh yeah. Um. So anyway, so he's eating the pies and stuff, and finally, uh, Gordy is talking about the sound that uh, his <laughs> stomach is making, and. You know, so he stops eating the pie.
0: Yeah, this is where it gets gross. It
1: gets gross, yeah. But it's still so so kind
0: of funny. It
1: is. So it gets gross, and turns out he vomits all over the guy next to him. Right. And long story short, it turns into this vomit fest. Right, just
0: a big... Yeah, domino effect, basically. Eventually, everybody in the audience is just, like, puking on each other. Which
1: I thought it was funny that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, it's Um, like, did they all eat pie?
1: Right, because every time that somebody pukes on somebody, it's, like, the blueberry. Right,
0: it's the purple Mm -hmm. pie-filling-looking stuff.
1: Right, but it's like, yeah, nobody in the audience was eating the pies. (laughs) Why would it be blueberry? Yeah. You know? But anyway, so uh, Gordy just mentions, you know, that he's, you know, that uh, Lardass is just sitting back and... You know, he, he got his revenge right. on all those people, you know, that made fun of him.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And he basically said that that's how the story ends. Right. And the guys, you know, the guys are like cheering like, you know, yeah, you know, and they're like, well, what kind of ending is that, though?
0: Yeah. Which, you know, it is kind of an open ending. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, what what happened next? How did, you know,
1: I mean, how I did people treat them
0: afterwards? You know, what, what was what was the total ending right. or whatever?
1: Right. So, yeah, Teddy thought that it should end with uh, something about, like, going home and killing his dad or something like that.
0: Yeah. Like, running away and joining the the Rangers or something he said. It's Like, (laughs) okay, dude, there's... (laughs) You might need a little therapy. Yeah, he probably does. I think there's a little... um, pent up, uh, anger towards his dad there.
1: (laughs) So, but after the story, you know, they, they ended up talking for the most of the night and they were just, he was just talking about how, you know, they talked about stupid shit pretty much all night. Things like what's goofy, you know, and they're trying to figure stuff out or, um, like what Vern is like, you know, what's one food I could eat the rest of my life? Cherry (laughs) Pez, you know, just stupid teenage you know boys stuff right you know that they're talking about yeah. well at some point they do end up falling asleep but they're woken up by like this howling noise yeah and um Te- or yeah teddy is talking about oh you know it's the ghost of you know the kid or whatever Yeah, he's like walking
0: through the woods and stuff and it's of clearly course creeps out Vern.
1: right i mean it's clearly like a coyote noise oh yeah it's, definitely you know, for sure And Chris had actually grabbed the gun.
0: Yeah. Um, You
1: know, he's going to protect his buddies. Yeah. So they end up deciding to, uh, you know, pretty much do a watch. Like, everybody sleep while one person stays up, and then they'll, you know, switch. Right. Right. So at this point, it's uh, Chris's turn to be on watch. And uh, while he's on watch, he notices Gordy who's he's sleeping, but he's like making like little noises. Right. And um, we flash back to, you know, he's having this dream or whatever, and it's at Denny's funeral. Yeah. And it's in it's in black and white or whatever. And they're showing, you know, like they're lowering his, you know, brother's body into the ground. Right. And his dad turns to him and says, "You know, why? Why couldn't that have been you instead of him?"
0: Right. Which like, is Shit. like, you know, if the dad really did say that, I mean, I, know. I don't know if it's just a dream of right. how he feels like his dad might feel about it or mm-hmm. what, but it's messed up.
1: That is messed up. <laughs> and so at that point, Gordy, you know, wakes up or whatever. And, you know, Chris is asking, like, you know, hey, are you okay? And He's like, you know, yeah. You know, and, like, Chris is like, okay. He's like, well, he's like, go back to sleep, you know, I'll I'll keep watch. And so at that point, Gordy kind of, like, lays down again, but he's watching Chris. And, you know, Chris is sitting up against a tree with, you know, the gun still. Yeah. So, you know, he, uh, Gordy ends up sitting next to Chris, and he's telling him, he's like, hey, man, he's like... You know, you could take, you know, college classes with me and stuff, it's, you know, whenever right. Whenever it's time. And um, Chris is like, no, he's like, you know, that's pretty much like that's not going to happen.
0: Right. Because he, he believes that they won't let him. Right. You know, in at all just because of who he is. Exactly.
1: And so we we finally get the scoop on the whole milk money story. Yep. And so Gordy asks, like, you know, did you take the milk money? And he's like, you know, yes, he's like, (laughs) he's like, but, but the point was, was nobody bothered to ask him. They just automatically, you know, said like he did it and you know, he got, as he put it, a three day vacation.
0: Right. And he even tried to like give the money back because he started feeling bad for taking it. Right. But it turns out the, the lady, the teacher he gave it to Mm -hmm. just pocketed it and was like, well. They're never going to believe that he even tried to give it back. Because exactly. this is just one of those Chambers kids anyway. Right. So she just took the money and bought herself something with it.
1: Exactly. And at this point of in the movie, he breaks down. I mean, he's right. sobbing and just so upset. And he says, you know, I just, I want to go to a place where nobody knows me.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, it was, it was a really sweet moment, you know, and, you know, Gordy's trying to, you know, kind of calm him down and stuff yeah. and... You know, Chris is just basically letting it all out.
0: Right. Yeah. Because he's like, I can't believe a teacher would even like a teacher would do right. that. Like, I'm supposed to be able to trust her. She's mm-hmm. supposed to be like my friend, more or less. Right. You know, yeah. and instead, she just set him up and well, cause took the money.
1: Didn't he say like he noticed like because, yeah, she pocketed it and he noticed like something new that she had bought. Yeah, the
0: next day she came in. What did they say? It was a, a, a stole or it was like a scarf, I think, mm-hmm. is what she came back with. Right. And it was like, you know, and, um, and Gordon, that's based on his name. Yeah. Gordon said, oh, yeah, he remembers like, oh, yeah, yeah. it was brown with uh, dots on it or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. And so that was, you know, they both put two and two together. Right. That the that teacher did steal the money and just blamed it on Gordon.
1: Which... That's a lot of freaking milk money. That is a lot
0: of milk money. I know. What, do they, like, let it build up over months or what? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean... Because that's just it. I was under the impression. I mean, because he did steal it originally. He admitted oh, yeah, that he, he had it. Oh, he did take the it.
0: money, but then he tried to give it back.
1: Right. But the thing of it was, was like, how many kids did you shake down? Right. Or whatever to get this milk money? <laughs> and I know, like, prices were different back then, but... Right, but I, th-
0: I don't think the church... The, uh, church. I don't think the <laughs> school would make that much profit on milk money for no, kids. no. I think it would basically be... You know break even on the milk mm-hmm. and you know a little bit of profit on the side to right. help pay for Whatever. other things the yeah. school needs
1: right but i just i like that scene because yeah. yeah it really shows his uh vulnerability and right he's not such a tough guy after all and
0: that's a and wise thing. guy he isn't so <laughs> yep exactly
1: so it's the next morning, and uh, we see Gordy, and he's reading Gangbusters, yes. <laughs> some sort of comic book. And he's just sitting yeah. there reading it, and he sees a fawn come up to him. He's sitting kind of on the tracks or whatever reading, and this fawn comes up to him, and, you know, it takes off or whatever. And the right. the train that comes by is what wakes up the other kids. And he just he's talking about how he... um he wanted to tell the guys about the fun, but he, you know, basically forgot. Right, to tell just kind of yeah. And uh, at that point, he had kept it to himself up until just now, is right. what he says. Um, from there, you know, they're walking on the tracks. It looks hotter than a mofo out right? there. All the heat
0: waves coming mm-hmm. off of the tracks and the ground, the gravel. Yeah. Everything. No,
1: thank you. And we were
0: kind of, like, making the joke of, like, we feel like they should have taken more water with mm-hmm. them. <laughs> and what's
1: funny is, as they passed by, it looked like a water, like a leaking, like, water tower. Yeah, it was
0: like a water <laughs> tower for, like, the, the trains and mm-hmm. stuff to refill their, like, st- the, not steam tanks, but refill their right. water tanks and it's stuff. It's like,
1: stop there, get some water. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, so they get to a point where they've decided like okay do we keep going on the tracks or if we cut across this field we can be there in about an hour right well everybody but Vern says let's cut across the field yep and at first Vern is like no you know let's stick with the tracks guys and you know they like take off and like leave them and of course he's like wait you know hold on guys so he starts running you know and following them and of course poor Vern falls it's like
0: ugh. I feel you <laughs> he Vern. took a hard fall he too he did man.
1: So now we're back in town with the gang shooting <laughs> yeah. some pool, and finally this one guy admits, you know, about the body. Um, and it was funny because he had he had asked uh, Ace, you know, <laughs> right. to swear not to, you know, swear on your mother that you know you won't tell anybody yeah,
0: on your mother's good name. <laughs> yeah, which
1: like I doubt any of their moms had good names anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> nice,
1: but. You know, uh, in the voiceover, it was like, yeah, they immediately told the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. I was like, (laughs) when
0: he said uh, it was 36 hours that they kept their enormous secret. Mm -hmm. He's like, it was a personal best for all of them. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) So they're all outside and um, he's got uh, Ace has like all his fishing gear and stuff. And the one guy is talking about how, you know, I don't think we should. And he's like, look, he's like, you know, we'll go. We'll have all of the fishing stuff. So if a cop stops by, we'll just say, you know, we're taking some of the fish out of the lake. It's pretty much like a solid alibi kind of thing. Right. You know, they're not going to think anything of it.
0: Right. And he's like, well, and then we'll be like, oh, look at what we found. you know, And then we'll be heroes.
1: Exactly. Um, And that's just it. One of the other guys is, you know... Because the one the original guy doesn't want to go. Right. I mean, which makes sense. It's like here he already saw the body. Right. I mean, exactly. Like, I don't want to go see that again. Exactly. Um, but they pretty much Kiefer Sutherland's character is like get in the effing you know car <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah,
0: he's a good friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so you know you see them and they take off. Yep. And we're back with the boys and they're in the middle of this shortcut and it sucks.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like,
1: they're already... They're walking in mud. And at one point, Vern with... Um,
0: right. Teddy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he actually is able to make Teddy flinch. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I made you flinch. And he's, like, making a big deal out of it. Right. Well, freaking Teddy pops him in the shoulder a couple of times.
0: Right. And Vern's like, what the heck? It's two for flinching. And, yeah. And Teddy's like, yeah, two for flinching. You yep. get two. Yeah. Like, you jerk. I know. You're bending the rules. Poison. Poor Vern. He always gets a short end of the stick.
1: He does. So... They end up stopping because they realize like the area that they need to get across is covered in water.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, Gross Vern, little swamp.
1: Yeah, so Vern's like, "Well, how are we supposed to get across that?" So Chris takes one of the um, one of the tree limbs and he sticks it, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, yeah, we can walk across this." Yeah. So they then, start walking, and then they get to the middle. It's just poof, they, you know, end yeah, up underwater. He should have held
0: onto that stick to keep mm-hmm. poking around.
1: And then at this point, the boys, you know, Vern is like upset. It's like, man, I told you we should have stayed on the tracks.
0: Exactly. Which, you know, I'm kind of in Vern's camp right here. <laughs> of
1: course we are.
0: <laughs> I am Vern. We are Vern. <laughs> um,
1: you know, and then at this point, you know, they're boys are boys. You know, they start playing with each yeah, other in the horsing water. around,
0: dunking each other, mm-hmm. which I was never a fan of as a no, kid either. Me neither.
1: And then, you know, you see uh, Gordy and he's, you know, trying to get across and they're, you know, like, hey, where are you going? Right. You know, so it's like, yeah, they're, you know, they're going to go after him. <laughs>
0: yeah, Gordy's heaven. He's tired of it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So, sure enough, the time in the swamp thing doesn't end well for them. No, um, no, not at all. So, they, you know, they get out of the water and...
0: Yeah. Well, first,
1: th- first thing they do is they jump on uh, Gordy. Right. And are messing with them, doing, like, wrestling type stuff. Yeah,
0: like, I got you in the sleeper hole, yeah. you know.
1: Well, Gordy notices on Vern. He's like, hey, he's like, you got something on your neck. And, of course, Vern doesn't believe it. And... Sure enough, it ends up being leech, and then yeah. the guys, all the guys, notice that they are all covered they're, in yeah, leeches,
0: absolutely covered.
1: So they're all like taking them and like trying to flip them off and get rid of them and and stuff like that. And yeah, Um we get the scene where uh, Gordy, which I feel like the other boys should check themselves too, right?
0: Because if it happened to one kid, you it know, it could have happened
1: to any of exactly. Them. So he takes, you know, takes a peek in his undies
0: <laughs>
1: and, free, you know, freaks out because sure enough, there's a uh, a leech yeah. there and he pulls his, puts his hand down there, you know, and
0: Yeah, pulls out the, a leech and his hand's all covered in blood and stuff.
1: Which I'd like to point out for a Stephen King movie slash uh, book, this is the first time we've seen blood.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: You know? But anyway, and so he immediately faints, which yeah. I don't blame him, I would have too. Right. Um so you know, the boys surround him and freaking Vern he's like, Is he dead? and
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Teddy's like, No, you idiot, he's breathing.
0: Yeah. And
1: Chris is just pointing out, he's like, Yeah, he fainted. He'll you know, he'll be okay.
0: <laughs> and
1: um you know, uh they just have like boy like banter, like you probably fainted because you saw your face talking yeah. you know, Teddy talking to Vern Stupid and stuff. Kids. Um and then in the next scene, you know, the uh, they've all gotten, you know, dressed and stuff like that, and Chris is, you know, telling the two other the two other boys it's like, you know, I think we need to take Gordy back.
0: Right, which, you know, kinda makes sense. They all actually need to go back. Yeah.
1: Um And Vern, you know, agrees with it. And freaking Teddy, you know, keeps calling him a pussy. Yeah. You know, oh, you're the king, you know, the king of pussies. And
0: (laughs) stupid kids. I know. And they um, start fighting again.
1: Well, yeah, because Vern got tired of Teddy. Right? And he's like, stop calling me that. And he got on top of him, and he was, you know, doing the, like, little smack thing. The little kid
0: smack, yeah. Which I was actually kind of proud of Vern at this point. I was, too. It's like, finally, he's getting getting his two-for-punches or whatever it is called.
1: But Gordy, you know, who was up against a tree, kept saying, stop it, stop it, you know? And at that point, he, like, took off. And in the voiceover... um, he was saying, you know, at that pretty much at that point, he was determined to find the body with or without them. Like right. he he would go alone if he had to.
0: Right, it so. kind of became sort of a mission or something yeah. for him. He didn't know why, but he just like mm-hmm. had to.
1: Yeah. So we're back with the the tough guys again.
0: Yeah, Ace's got problems. Ace
1: does have problems because they had taken two separate cars. Yeah, and so, um, he was. Like racing the other car, right? Or whatever, and you could tell the guy that was driving the other car didn't want to do it. It was right, just like, exactly. okay, you know, whatever, man, chill out, kind of. Exactly, thing.
0: it's too dangerous. It's
1: too dangerous, and so, um, yeah, Ace was racing that car. Well, mm-hmm. there was a truck coming in his direction. Yep. And so they're all screaming at him to like get over, get over. Yeah. Well. He doesn't and he ends up playing chicken with the truck. Yeah. So he's playing chicken with the truck. The truck ends up, you know, going off the road while it was carrying like a big load of logs.
0: Right. And just dumped them all over the road. All
1: over the road. Yeah. Yeah. And all you hear Ace say is, "I won."
0: Yeah, yeah. There's like, a disconnect in there somewhere. Yeah, Ace. I think Ace needs to be uh, preemptively locked away forever. Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously, because <laughs> there's
0: something bad is going to happen with him.
1: Right. And so we're back with the boys, and they realize that they're um, that they're now uh, at the road that they're supposed to be. Yep. Um, and so they decide, okay. Uh, um,
0: I think, um, Gordon suggests that they kind of not split up, but like well, two kids take one side of the tracks and yeah. two kids take the other side.
1: And so they do. And so, um, Vern is actually the one who finds right the, you know, the boy. And, um, we hear a voiceover talking about how, you know, they go to like, look at the body and stuff and that the train had knocked the kid out of his <laughs> Yeah, heads. And sure enough, you know, they, they find the body and it was under some brush and they removed the brush and sure. Yeah. They're looking at this dead boy Mm -hmm. and, uh, in the voiceover, um, he's talking about how, you know, yeah, the kid, he wasn't sleeping. He was, you know, dead, right. You know? So it finally hit all of them like, you know, Oh shit. You know, it's a dead body. Yeah. Um, the boys decide to, uh, you know, start picking up some sticks and some things like that to make a stretcher for him so right, that they can carry, carry them back and stuff. Right. So Gordy is uh, sitting on a rock and um, Chris can tell something's kind of off. Yeah. And so he tells the two other guys to start collecting the sticks and stuff. And so he goes over to Gordy. And Gordy, you know, is like, why did he have to die? And at first you're thinking he's talking about the kid. Right. Um, but of course, he's talking about Denny.
0: Exactly. And
1: he just breaks down and cries and just talks about how, you know, my dad hates me. Yeah. And Chris is trying to tell him, it's like, your dad doesn't hate you. He doesn't know you. Kind of.
0: Yeah. I guess so. Well, he's trying to help his friend out. I know. You know, know. he's just trying
1: to help him out. And he's like, you know, know. your dad doesn't know you. He doesn't hate you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, poor Gordy is just, you know, he's crying and upset. (laughs) And uh, Chris is just telling him, he's like, you know, someday he's like, you're going to be a a great writer. Right. And, you know, I like the joke where he makes, you know, who knows, maybe if you're hard up for material, you can talk about us guys. (laughs) (laughs) And that kind of, you know, makes Gordy laugh a little bit. Yeah. And he's he's like, like, I'd have to
0: be pretty hard up, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was a nice scene, though. It was, oh, yeah, for sure. It, it was nice to see them helping each other. You can kind of tell that the two of them are more connected versus uh, Teddy and um, and Vern are, I think, more connected. Although, like, they've got, like, a weird relationship. <laughs>
0: right, even though Teddy's, like, always just beating up on Vern and making fun of him.
1: Well, yeah. For some but,
0: reason, they're closer mm-hmm. with each other than they are with Chris and Gordy. Right, right. So after the touching
1: moment between those two. Yes, <laughs> it's
0: interrupted. It,
1: it is. It's interrupted by Ace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, th- they're all shocked to see Ace there because, you know, they thought that they were really the only ones who knew where the body was. Exactly. So <clears throat> Ace makes it known, you know, it's pretty much we're going to take the body.
0: Yeah, which is kind of they, they're behaving kind of. They say some weird stuff about this this kid's body. It's like, they do. oh, we've got dibs. We found them first. Like, yeah, this is yeah, this is.
1: It's like it's not fair. You got here by car. We got here first. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it is <laughs> weird, and it just becomes a showdown. Especially after Ace's goons, you know, all show up and now they're outnumbered. Yeah, and. I think it's kind of funny because first thing, well, one of the guys is like, Vern, you, you know, you heard us uh, from under the porch.
0: (laughs) And at that point,
1: Vern takes off running. I mean, he's out. He's done.
0: Again, I'm Vern. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: And so... um, let's see, Teddy's there for a little bit Mm -hmm. and they're just, you know, going back and forth and he starts mimicking the two guys about, Oh, you know, we boosted his voice and stuff, (laughs) you know, just like, Oh, we boosted the car. You know, we weren't supposed to be there
0: (laughs) because the guy was
1: pointing out that they actually found the body first.
0: Exactly. They, they they did. They did. I mean, it's kind of weird that they're fighting over a dead body. Yeah. Yeah, they did.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, they threaten, uh, Teddy and Teddy runs off. Mm -hmm. And so now it's, um, let's see, it's only, uh, Chris and the other guys. Right. And at this point, Chris tells him, he's like, you know... Pretty much, you're going to have to take him over my dead body.
0: Right, which, you know, Ace is just unhinged enough Mm -hmm. to take him up on that offer. Exactly,
1: and he pulls a knife out. Yep. And he starts approaching Chris like he's going to cut him. Yep. And all of a sudden, you hear a gunshot. Well, it turns out Gordy had, you know, picked up the gun and fired one into the air.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And Gordy actually steps up in a big way. Oh, yeah. And he points the gun at Ace. Yep. And... I love it because he tells him to um, to suck his fat one. <laughs>
0: yeah, calm down there, kid. You're yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and this is where he's saying like, oh, you know, I, I'm sure you've got some of Denny's sense in you because, of course, he right. What's his name? New Denny.
0: Yeah, he's like, why don't you just put the gun down and just like leave us? Yeah, you know, let us do what we're gonna do.
1: Exactly. And yeah, that's whenever he was like, you know, suck my fat one, and he <laughs> yes. he does cock the gun, and I mean, he's holding it on. Oh Ace. yeah.
0: Yeah, and Ace is, you know, like, what are you gonna do? Just shoot all of us? Because there's not enough rounds in there mm-hmm. to take them all on, right? He's like, but of course, no. he's like, no, I'm just gonna shoot you, right? Which is like, I mean, Gordon knows Ace is the leader of the gang. Right. All the other guys are just followers,
2: exactly. If
0: he were actually to shoot ace right everybody else would probably kind of fall apart and run Mm -hmm. away
1: exactly so at that point you know they all start like leaving but ace like you know lets them know like this isn't over yeah
0: he he, he's he he threatens them that he will remember oh yeah and uh, yeah
1: so the uh the boys are you know um how do i put this
0: they well. kind of are
1: trying to figure out, like, what to do with the body. Right. And Gordy, at this point, says, you know what, we're going to leave him.
0: Yeah, and which first, makes sense. It
1: does. Um, at first, though, Teddy is like, you know, but we came all this way. And he's like, <laughs> Gordy's like, you know what, though? It's just not right. Exactly. And so in the voiceover, it, like, they, they show him kind of covering him with, like, a blanket.
0: Right. And
1: in the voiceover, we hear that... um, that their gang and the other gang, neither one of them claimed it. Right. Um, they thought that instead an um, anonymous phone call would yep. be better. So apparently they called it in and it, yeah. they were, you know, he was found. Um, <clears throat> We see, you know, we see them, you know, they're traveling back home and <laughs> uh, in the voiceover, it uh, turns out that they got home like um, the day before, mem- or not Memorial Day, the day before Labor Day. Yeah. So that means, of course, school is going to be starting soon. Yeah. And so um, they just kind of stop and they're talking. And, um, you know, Vern heads home first. And I love it because at first he's like, oh, look, a penny. He found a penny (laughs) on the ground or whatever. and
0: Rebuilding his penny stash. "Mm
1: -hmm." So you see him and he's, you know, leaving and... Uh, Teddy um, says like hey Chambers he's like you know no hard feelings right and you know Chambers is like yeah you know no no worries right kind of thing and we see him take off and uh, in the voiceover we find out what happens to Vern and also to uh, mm-hmm. Teddy so Vern ended up getting married right out of high school and having four kids and he's a fork operator forklift operator Um, for a company now. Yeah,
0: a fork operator. He's just a guy at a restaurant (laughs) holding forks for people. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) And then, um, poor Teddy. I kind of felt bad for Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's
0: life didn't turn out super great.
1: No, so... He tried a couple of times to get into the army. Right. um, But because of his eyes and because of his ear, Mm -hmm. um, he was denied. And so he ended up spending some time in jail. Yeah. And uh, now he does like odd jobs around Castle Rock.
0: Yeah. So. Sounds like he just couldn't get over not getting, not being able to enlist, I guess.
1: Right. And so um, we also find out, you know, sure enough that, um, that they ended up not really being friends with Vern and uh, yeah. and Teddy and stuff as they got older. Yeah.
0: Which kind of happens, you know, as you get older too. in school and stuff.
1: Right. And that's what is said too. You know, it happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, so. So the movie, you know, in the movie we find out, you know, what happens to Chris. Yeah. And uh, there's still mm-hmm. boys at this point And he tells uh, Gordy, he's like, I'm never getting out of this town, man. And, Gordy's like, that's not true. He's like, you can do anything you want to do. And uh, they end up, you know, separating at that point. And in the yeah. voiceover, we find out that um, he, you know, went and the um, he did, you know, the college classes and right. stuff like that with him. And, you know, worked really hard and, yeah, he ended up going to law school and becoming a lawyer. Right. Well, we find out, which I personally think it would have been a a better ending. Um, We find out that, you know, Chris was at a fast food restaurant and two guys had gotten into a fight and he went to intervene. And unfortunately, one of them. Got him right. in the throat and he died instantly. Yeah. And at this point, we're back with Richard Dreyfus and he was typing all of that out on the screen. I personally think it would have been better if the person who had done it had been Ace Merrill.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Because I think that would have tied it in. Because. Like, that's just it. Ace had said, oh, you know, this isn't over. We're going to get you back. Right.
0: We'll remember this. We'll exactly. remember
1: this. Well, it's like we never found out, you know, if they actually did do anything to him or That's what. true.
0: Because, you know, Ace Merrill seemed like the type to would probably just sit there and mm-hmm. stew on a grudge for like yeah, ever, basically. Forever.
1: And so, but that wasn't the case. It was just two random people that, you know, he got in the middle of a fight with. And yeah. Unfortunately, was killed. Um, and then at this point he's interrupted while, you know, he's typing, um, cause one of his <laughs> sons is like, you know, all right, you know, or can we go, like, can we go now? It right. looked like they were going to go swimming or something like exactly. that.
0: Exactly. They want to go to the pool or mm-hmm.
1: something. And, you know, he's like. Uh, he's like, yeah, are you guys ready? And they're like, yeah, for the past half hour. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, okay. He's like, let me, you know, let me finish up. And they're like, yeah, that's what she said a half hour ago. Which I get because I've had oh. instances like that with my parents. Well, and it's for like, kids, a
0: half hour seems like an eternity.
1: That's true, too. So he ended up finishing his writing with, you know, I never had friends like I did when I was 12. right. And, you know, he ended up, that's how it ends. He ends up, you know, leaving and you see him and he's playing with his kids. Yep. And that's how it ends. So really good movie.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And so, um, because you had mentioned you had thought that the book was called Stand By Me. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I mean, I used to read Mm -hmm. a lot more back when I was a kid, but I was never like a I was never like a...
1: But you were never into Stephen King, though.
0: Right. Exactly. I was kind of into other stuff. So Stephen King wasn't really my thing. Right. So I just always assumed Stand By Me was also the name of the book, like Carrie. Right. Or The Shining or right. something like that.
1: Well, that's just it. So Stand By Me is uh, based upon the novella called The Body. Yeah. And so, you know, it was a book that had a bunch of, you know, short stories. Yeah. And this one was called The Body. Yeah. So, um, one thing real quick I need to point out, and I will probably post pictures. <laughs> nice. Jerry O'Connell, who played Vern. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> holy crap, did he have a big glow up?
0: Which we, we kind of, we started talking about that because I made the comment when we were looking at the DVD box,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that, you know, none of these, so most of the kids on the front of the box are listed in the top billing on the, right. on the, on the box. And I was like, none of these kids, except for Corey Feldman, actually still looks now the way they did back when they were kids. Right. And then that's when you told me about Jerry O'Connell.
1: Yeah. He looks way different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: the dude's married to Rebecca Romijn now. Yeah. Um, he's doing pretty well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and I feel like I've seen him in other stuff. Oh, he's
1: been in a lot of stuff. Now that you
0: showed me a recent picture of him. Yeah.
1: No, he's been in a ton of things. Okay. Yeah. he, Yeah. He's uh, still a pretty successful actor. That's
0: like Will Wheaton. I didn't realize how much Will Wheaton has been doing.
1: He, yeah, he does a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> he, as a kid and stuff like that, He, he says, like, he was basically pushed into... Yeah. The acting thing. I could see that. Um, I think
0: that happens a lot. Even it does. back then.
1: It does. And so I think now, um,
0: he, <coughs> like, me. he does
1: some acting, he does some voice acting and stuff, but
0: right. he's,
1: I think, a lot more, um, choosy on what he wants to do. And
0: that seemed like most of his, like, filmography when I was going through mm-hmm. his IMDB right. was a lot of, like, cartoons and voice yeah. acting for cartoons, and I can't remember if there were some games in there or not. I, I think, think it was there mostly cartoons. Been,
1: but, Yeah. Um, so I do have trivia.
0: Yeah. From
1: IMDb. So Kiefer Sutherland, he's, you know, played ace. Right. uh, Claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a renaissance fair was being held and the cast and crew attended and bought some cookies. Unfortunately, the cookies turned out to be pot cookies. Nice. And two hours later, the crew found Jerry O'Connell crying and high on the cookies somewhere in the park. Oh, nice. That would be terrifying, though. Like, little 12 year old, you know, especially if he hadn't ever done drugs before. Right?
0: Yeah, that's. And, well, I guess it probably wasn't the children who bought the pot cookies. It's like.
1: Right. Well, and if they weren't even told, like, hey, these are pot cookies. Right. You know, you're eating, you know, you just think that they're cookies.
0: Jeez, man, that's messed up.
1: Right? So after director Rob Reiner screened the movie for Stephen King, he noticed that King was visibly shaking and wasn't speaking. He left the room and upon his return, told Reiner that the movie was the best adaptation of his work he'd ever seen.
0: Oh. So he wasn't angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like he's... He's going to get his revenge or something in like a future book. Rob Reiner is going to be the main character (laughs) and it's going to be like bad or something.
1: Nice. (laughs) So in the campfire scene in which Chris breaks down, Rob Reiner was sure River Phoenix could do better. He asked him to think of a time in his own life when an adult had let him down and use it in the scene, which Phoenix did. Yeah. Upset and crying, he had to be comforted by the director afterwards. Nice. Yeah. The result of uh, Phoenix's exercise is the scene that ended up in the final cut.
0: Must have. He must have been thinking about his parents pushing him into acting.
1: <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, I don't, I don't know. If you look up the Phoenix's family. Yeah. Um... I don't know if he was necessarily pushed into it, but uh, their family is an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I've always heard that. I mean, shoot, Joaquin Phoenix Mm -hmm. seems like a very interesting duck, too.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So there's, yeah, I don't know if he was necessarily pushed into it or what. Because
0: there was this whole thing with Joaquin, like after, um, I think it was after Walk the Line, Joaquin, like, just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, And everybody started, like, worrying about him because of River Phoenix and, like, you know, the drug history and stuff. And this documentary came out. It ended up turning out to be a mockumentary. Mm -hmm. But this documentary came out called I'm Still Here.
2: Right. And
0: that just reinforced everybody else's fears. Like, man, there's something wrong with Joaquin. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a little bit kind of, that's kind of odd, you know, doing that, knowing your family's own history and your brother and... I mean, I don't know, but that's just me.
1: So, in an interview by Stephen King in the special features section of the DVD, he reveals that the scene with the leeches, which is straight from his novella, actually did happen to him when he was a kid.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Like,
0: yeah, no spank you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> To keep in character while off camera, Kiefer Sutherland often picked on Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, and Jerry O'Connell.
0: That wow, sucks. what a jerk!
1: I know. It's like really, you're gonna pick on like these twelve year olds.
0: Yeah, freaking. That's just that's just weird. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I've always heard that those type of actors, like method actors, right. can be really annoying because they like they'll they'll just stay in character the whole time and they will not like let go.
1: I know. So, because you had mentioned already that we had watched uh, Needful Things a couple of days ago. So, as with most of Stephen King's stories, this one originally contained connections to other books he has written. Ace Merrill later reappeared in the book Needful Things, although he does not appear in the film.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: The dog Chopper is compared to Cujo. Uh, Characters (laughs) are familiar with Shawshank Prison from The Shawshank Redemption. And Titty Duchamp Champ was actually first mentioned in King's first book, Carrie, in which Carrie destroys a gas station he once worked at.
0: Oh, huh? Yeah, I remember you tell me when we were watching Needful Things that like that movie, like leaves a lot of a lot of material out that's in the book.
1: It does. Yeah, it turns out that Will Will Wheaton could actually run faster than River Phoenix, so he had to like fake.
0: Nah, like a slower, nice. like run. That's kind of like when we were watching, um, uh, uh A League of, of their, their Own. own. Yeah. Right. Turned out the, the smaller, I forget the actress's names, but one actress was shorter than the other, mm-hmm. but she could actually run faster than the taller actress.
1: Oh, this is interesting. So Rob Reiner had trouble, uh, casting the role of the writer, first casting David Dukes, then going to Michael McKean. Among others, uh, before finally settling on high school friend Richard Dreyfus.
0: Huh, interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Corey Feldman and the director tested thirty different laughs before deciding upon the one for Teddy Duchamp. <laughs> the laugh happens to be similar to that described in Stephen King's story.
0: Nice, which also kind of seems like Corey Feldman's laugh, and almost.
1: According to Andy Lindbergh, a child act or a child extra. Actually threw up for real during the filming of the Barfo Rama.
0: Nice, I could see that because that yeah. would be gross to film.
1: Exactly. So, but there's yeah, there's so many good facts. So if yeah. you want to check them out on IMDb. Yep. Let's see here. What do you want to use to rate this? Um. Do you want to use kids?
0: Yeah, let's use kids. <laughs> let's go with kids.
1: Okay. Uh, five out of five.
0: Yeah, I think I'm still, I'm going to do the same. Yeah. I'll do a perfect tour on this one. Yeah. It's still a good movie. It holds up.
1: It's definitely one of those movies. I I like the change of um, pace from, like, the Stephen King. Right. Because it's Stephen King, but it's not, like, the scary gory that we normally see from Stephen King. Right, exactly. And so it was nice to mm-hmm. see. I mean, it really was, like, one of the coming-of-age type
0: Exactly. You
1: know, uh, books and also movies yeah. as well. So it was kind of cool to see, like, a different side of Stephen King, too.
0: Right, exactly. Um,
1: And, yeah, it's just one of those movies that, you know, you can really enjoy and watch whenever. Yep. Um, yeah, that
0: is a good... It is a good movie. It holds up. It does. It's sort of... I mean, not all of them, but those sort of stories do always seem to do well and hold up well. Like yeah. the coming of age, you know, mm-hmm. like sort of things and stuff like well, that. Well,
1: because, you know, everybody, you know, has gone through that. The, right. You know, you hit the, like that certain age. And um, so let's see. Um, We actually own this on DVD, but uh, you can get it on Prime Video. Yeah. Um,
0: yep. For a couple of bucks. Yeah. If you and- haven't
1: seen it, I would suggest it.
0: Yeah. Which I would... Well, you know, I don't know. There's probably people out there that may have not seen it. It's possible, know. yeah. Especially you know with the newer generations and mm-hmm. stuff, it's it's possible that maybe, right, some folks somewhere out there.
1: So, um, <laughs> so let's see. So next week we're gonna do a secret window, which
0: oh gosh, I forgot about that movie. I like that movie.
1: That is a good movie, which I believe was also another like novella type thing. Oh,
0: so it wasn't a full on like book, I don't think like so. a novel.
1: I don't think so. I might be wrong, but we'll see. So, um, yeah, so we'll be doing that one next week.
0: That has... um, uh, um, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp before he became perpetual Jack Sparrow. Yeah, right? I feel like ever since Pirates (laughs) of the Caribbean, I could be wrong, but it seems like Johnny Depp is now nothing but jack sparrow even in his personal life like maybe you see him like pictures of him like out and about or like doing other stuff and he's got the wild thing on mm-hmm. his head and he's got the you know, swagger or whatever it's like right. man, yeah it's like the jack sparrow just kind of take you over or what
1: <laughs> maybe
0: i mean it's my personal opinion but
1: right <laughs> so but that's the movie we're gonna be watching next week yep so well thanks for listening guys
0: oh yeah thank you